Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry, where we aspire to live life on purpose through the sharing of God's Word. Here is Pastor Nate with today's message. Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry. Thank you for joining us for this Sunday service in the sharing of God's Word. This is where we study, we learn, we abide in our personal journeys along our daily walk with Christ. And there's one thing that I know for sure, and that is there is our way, and then there is God's way. Heavenly Father, we we thank you for this opportunity to come together, to abide in your presence, to share and partake of your word, to learn uh, from you your instruction, the discernment, Uh, We thank you for your portions of uh, mercy and grace that you've bestowed upon us, the gifts that you have given us. Father, I ask that you use me as a vessel to relay, translate, and inform your people so their lives may be reformed and transformed according to your word, your purpose, and your will. We thank you, Father, for the free will that you have given us to allow us to make the the choices that we can make that are in our best interest through your guidance, through your leadership, um, through your direction and wisdom that you provide to us. So God, I ask that this word go out and soften hearts, penetrate minds to help uh, uplift and inspire, motivate, and encourage your people. This we ask and pray in your son, Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today I, uh, I want to talk about the very simple concept, um, and that is how to live your life. Um, sounds simple, and it uh, may not be, but it very straightforward. I'm going to take today's text from the book of Romans, uh, the 12th chapter. And, and in this, the having confirmed the prime fundamental doctors of doctrines of Christianity in that uh, prior to this, this 12th chapter, the apostles are, are seeking uh, practical uh, principle uh, duties for walking with Christ that are designed and intended to guide our judgment um, discernment while reforming our hearts and lives. In, in other words, these are the, the truths to live by and not a system to work and not a ritual to routinely perform, uh, but in, in walking with Christ, doing things God's way it is how we can honor him and worship him. Those are forms of worth, worship, and it's both, both a privilege and a duty. Um, it, it's his requirement of us um, as our having faith and loving others. So we're going to start with Romans chapter 12, verse 1, taken from the New International Reader's Version. And in verse 1, it goes, Brothers and sisters, God has shown you his mercy. So I'm asking you to offer up your bodies to him while you are still alive. Your bodies are a holy sacrifice that is pleasing to God. When you offer your bodies to God, you are worshiping Him. Don't live any longer the way this world lives. Let your way of thinking be completely changed. 
Then you will be able to test what God wants for you. And you will agree that what he wants is right. His plan is good and pleasing and perfect. In verse 3, God's grace has been given to me. So here's what I say to every one of you. Don't think of yourself more highly than you should. Be reasonable when you think about yourself. Keep in mind the amount of faith God has given you. Verse 4, each of us has one body with many parts, and the parts do not all have the same purpose. So also we are many persons, but in Christ we are one body, and each part of the body belongs to all the other parts. We all have gifts. They differ in keeping with the grace that God has given each of us. Do you have a gift of prophecy? Then use it in keeping with the faith you have. Is it your gift to serve? Then serve. Is it teaching? Then teach. Verse 8, is it telling others how they should live? Then tell them. Is it giving to those who are in need? Then give freely. Is it being a leader? Then work hard at it. It is showing mercy. Is it showing mercy? Then do it cheerfully. In verse 9, love must be honest and true. Hate what is evil. Hold on to what is good. Love each other deeply. Honor others more than yourselves. Never let the fire in your heart go out. Keep it alive. Serve the Lord. And in verse 12, when you hope, be joyful. When you suffer, be patient. And when you pray, be faithful. So today's topic title, Living in and for God. This, this, the, the, the principle of walking with Christ, living for God, is, is doing things, living your life God's way. It's not complex in and of itself. It's not some magic formula. It's not some ritual or routine, um, nor is it impossible to do. In fact, it's simple to understand. Anyone who chooses can do it. It's by no means easy, however. It requires commitment and dedication. Fortunately, God, he has provided and will continue to provide everything we need to live the life he has intended for us to live. So the first point I want to make is our bodies are used for worship. We, we understand the concept of, of a temple, a, a place of worship, a, a sanctuary, a, a holy place. Our bodies are our temples. We should use our bodies as a way to worship. How? Well, in the Amplified, in Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, it says it very clearly. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. So it's, it's presenting our bodies in 
totality, our facilities, mental and physical, as a living sacrifice. There's commitment, there's dedication, there's sacrifices. We're, we're devoted, we're consecrated, we're highly focused, and we're doing it in a way that is well-pleasing, the way in which he intended for us to live. And it's a reasonable request. It's, it's rational. It's intelligent. It's not out there. It's, it's a way of spiritual worship. In, in verse 2, it says in the Amplified, Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its, to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind by its new ideals and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourself what is, what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. So the world's focus is to worship the temple rather than using the temple to worship. Let me say that again. The world's focus is to worship the temple rather than using the temple to worship. The world's focus would have us give credit for the physical nature of our bodies, drawing attention to ourselves. In, in God's way, how we live our lives should be a credit to Him, giving Him all the praise, glory, and honor as the creator, provider, protector, and giver of all things. You see the difference? Worshiping ourselves or, or getting worship for ourselves versus letting God's light shine through us where the source is very clearly known and it, it leads back to him. It leads back to God. Don't be deceived. Our, our minds and our hearts are highly susceptible to being lured into vain conceit, ego-driven behaviors that, that feed and, and satisfy the flesh temporally, temporarily, while putting our soul in jeopardy on a path straight to hell. Consumerism, that's, that's teasing and tempting the desires for our instant gratification. I want that now, and people are going to, I'll be the envy, at, at, at the attention and envy of others, uh, the, it, 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 the, the pride and greed and haughtiness. Those are all traps. They, they look, might look good. They may have an appeal. It, 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 it may seem innocent, but know that they are deadly, poisonous traps. It's very much like the, the painted food you see in TV commercials. It looks so good. It looks so appetizing. That, that's painted on. And, and if you were to consume and ingest that food, it, it, would, it would be poison. It, it could be fatal, right? Uh, so, so very similar concept. So turning away from the ways of the world, making the decision and the commitment to walk with Christ, to live as God would have you, it takes courage. In the ham and egg breakfast, the chicken contributed, 
the pig was committed in in the in this living sacrifice right we are giving of ourselves it's not easy by any means don't want to paint that picture uh, that's the living sacrifice part to make a sacrifice to deny the flesh its pleasures its short-term short-lived pleasures that have negative consequences to deny that it, it may feel good now but it, it long term it's not good for you to to cut that off that's a sacrifice that's a sacrifice you you will need to in walking with christ and walking with god and in, in, in being pleasing in god's sight you will need to sacrifice feeding your flesh what it desires popularity the easy pass path and, and possibly even some relationships that are not good for you those that that feed your ego Th this forms in the heart it then develops in the mind and manifests in in the physical into our actions and and behaviors which is why this encompasses the mind the body and the spirit be advised it's not something that you can fake well there's the saying that you can fool all the people some of the time and some of the people all of the time but you cannot fool all the people all the time well newsflash you can't fool god ever he knows your heart he knows he created you um th this is not something that you can you, you may pull one over on man but the the the, the deity the entity the being that we're trying to uh, appeal to 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 live to to earn the favor of if you will uh to 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 live as as we are supposed to is god all-knowing um the reward it's eternal and it is more than worth the small price tag of the, the the being the living sacrifice and being in in the, in the temporal uh, the second point i want to make is be humble yet purposed humility is a virtue it, it speaks to the quality of our character our heart it, it it is a moral compass humility is part of god's character Humility is part of the character of God. And if God, who is omnipotent, all-powerful, is humble, <laughs> humility is also described as gentleness. Having humility, authentic humility, finds favor with God. In Romans 12 and 3, in the New International Leaders Version, it says, God's grace has been given to me. So here's what I say to every one of you. Don't think of yourselves, yourself more highly than you should. Be reasonable when you think about yourself. Keep in mind the amount of faith God has given you. The, the Amplified expands on that. And when, when it talks about grace, it's unmerited favor of God. Unmerited. We didn't do anything to earn that. It's God's favor unmerited and it when it when it talks about not thinking of yourself more highly more highly god has given us gifts yes and we can be thankful for those 
and proud to use those to serve him. But here, when it says more highly, that is not to have, in the Amplified, not to have an exaggerated opinion of his own importance. Exaggerated opinion of his own importance. I am important to God. God loves me. But I'm not going to put myself above God's other creations. And it goes on in the Amplified, but, you know, rate his ability, in, in, instead of exaggerating, having an exaggerated opinion of, of his own importance, rate his ability with somber judgment. That, that, that's that humility, recognizing that all that I am, all that I will ever be, has come from a source far greater than I will ever be. And I'm thankful for those gifts. We are who we are because God made us. We have what we have in the way of gifts because God gave them to us. We are alive today because God sustains us. We can do the good we do because God's grace. We can take our very next breath because God's because of God's unyielding love for us. Who then are we to think more of ourselves than we ought, given every fiber of our being depends on God's grace and mercy for existence and survival? We are best served in honoring God through all that we do, achieve and accomplish walking in and living by faith, giving him the glory. In, in Romans 12, verse 4 and 8, it, it talks about each of us has one body with many parts, and the parts do not have, have all the same purpose. And the Amplified is talking about organs and, and, and members, right? There are, there are multiple components of, of our bodies as, as it's as it's spelling this out here but then in verse 5 it says so also we are many persons but in christ we are one body and each part of the body belongs to all the other parts so there are many persons numerous as it expands in the amplified numerous it talks about christ being the messiah and in 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 to, to give more definition to uh, the body belongs to all the other parts, it's mutually dependent upon one another. Mutually dependent upon one another. We need each other. Simply understand that. Try not to attack your brother, your fellow man. There's, there's a necessity there. If, if anything, they can challenge you to be a negative person. Um, to, to be a, to their, with their negativity, they can challenge you not to be a negative person, but to be a better person through the negative interaction you may have with them. That you, gives you the opportunity to, to love and to rise above. In, in verse 6 in the NRV, it says, we all have gifts. They differ in keeping with the grace that God has given each of us. Do you have the gift of prophecy? Then use it keeping with the faith that you have. And when it talks about in the Amplified, it expands on having gifts, faculties, talents, qualities. When it talks about keeping with the faith that you have according to the proportion of his faith. In, in verse 7, is it your gift to serve? Then serve. 
Is it teaching? Then teach. In verse 8, is it telling others how they should live, which is to encourage? So you may see telling others I'm being judgmental. No, if you want, if, if you to, 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 if your talent is to encourage others on their way, that's kind of what we're doing here. I'm using the gift that God has given me to encourage others, you, in a sacrificial way to live a better life. Why? Because I care. Why? Because God loves me. And I can pass that on. That's I'm not just talking about it. I'm doing it. I know where my gifts are, and I'm, I'm thankful for them and, and glad to be able to, to use them in the way that God would have me. Is it giving to those who are in need, then give freely? Is it being a leader, then work hard? Is it showing mercy, then do it cheerfully? So in the Amplified, it says, it is in, in it. Let them do it in simplicity and liberally. If you're giving simply and liberally. In, in working hard with zeal and single-mindedness as a leader, you, 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 you have that, that passion and that focus, that singular focus. And it isn't about, it, it's about God, singular focus, not about drawing attention and bringing attention to myself, singular focus. When it talks about showing mercy, acts of mercy, genuine cheerfulness and joyful eagerness. I love how the Amplified really expands and brings light to how to, to the, the words that are said and what and how we should do and live. It brings it into 3D and full focus and makes it very clear. So it's laid out before us in stark simplicity to do what it is that you have been created to do, to fulfill your purpose in this life. Whatever it is that you have been given the ability, and make no doubt about it, regardless of how good you are, you were given that talent from God. You were given that ability from God. You may have refined it. You may have developed it. You may have enhanced it, but know the source of whom you are. Every greatness, every greatest of all times, if you take that and go back to the source, it goes to God. And that's where the credit lies. And those that know God and that love God will be more than happy to attest to that fact. So th these verses speak to the importance for all of us doing our parts. No one organ in the body performs every function. Yet, if just one of the vital organs, the heart, the brain, the lungs, the kidneys, the liver, the pancreas, cease to fail, cease or fail, the entire body dies. It can be uh, ruled, determined as clinically dead if the brain dies. The other organs might be functioning, but that body is brain dead and, and, and is kept, kept alive artificially, but in a sense, dead. So we can take away from this that we are better off, stronger, in a better position, working together rather than against each other. If, if our organs were to, to, to work against each other, I mean, there, there, are, there are horrific instances where the body turns on itself.
And instead of the cells fighting off the foreign invaders, those foreign matter that enters the body in, in the way of, for example, infections, the body in turn fights itself, good cells fighting other good cells, and eventually will kill the entire organism. And, and given that there are approximately 37 trillion cells in the human body, that's a whole lot of destruction. Now, if I compare that with the approximately seven and a half billion people on this planet, you can see the value and the importance of whom you are in terms of who God created you to be and how important it is for you to fulfill your assignment. Last point I want to make is love always. If there's one measure, one tenet, or one command or principle to live by, it is love. I'm going to say that again. If there is one measure, one tenet, one command, principle, or value to live by, it is love. When putting our thoughts and actions and emotions through the lens and filter of love, we can't help but lead an upright life that is pleasing in God's sight. Is it easy? No. Is it possible? Yes, with God, with God's help. And in Romans 12, 9, it, it, it talks about love must be honest and true. Hate what is evil. Hold on to what is good. The Amplified says that love is sincere, a real thing, when it talks about honest and true. When it talks about hating evil, loathe all ungodliness. Turn in horror from wickedness. In verse 10, it talks about love each other deeply. Honor others more than yourself. In, in the Amplified, when it talks about loving each other deeply with brotherly affection as members of one family. Now, this is with the presumption that you come from a functional family and you love your siblings and you get along and you hopefully at least love them unconditionally if you don't get along, right? That if somebody outside the family were to try to harm them, you would stand up for them. They have value to you. We are all one family. And when it talks about honoring others more than yourselves, that's giving precedence in the Amplified, giving precedence to others before ourselves. In verse 11, let not the fire in your heart go out, keep it alive, serve the Lord. In the Amplified, it says, in earnest endeavor, that, that fire, earnest endeavor, be a glow and burning with the Spirit, serving the Lord. Being on fire. Fire can, in, 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 in steam engines and coals, can, in, in, in can produce energy and can, can cause mo momentum. To, they're, they're, that is, that's a, it's a form of energy. It cooks our food. There's so many, that, that fire is symbolic for accomplishing something. And, and doing it with a zeal and a zest and, and, and being intentional, being intentional about it. In verse 12, which is one of the, probably my most favorite verse in this entire passage, is when you hope, be joyful. When you suffer, be patient. And when you pray, be faithful. And the Amplified, it says, Re rejoice and exult in hope right? Exalt is to rejoice in triumph. 
So when you hope, be joyful, to, to, is to exult, is to rejo rejoice in triumph, you, you, you're believing that you've already won. This hope and the joy that you have is it's already been accomplished, that obstacle's already been overcome, that provision has arrived. Patience is also known, when you suffer, be patient, as long-suffering. Christ suffered a long time for us. We will never come close to the degree, to the extent, to the magnitude of his suffering. Suffering is also being understanding. It can also be being persistent. I'm going to continue to persist. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what it seems like. I don't care what others are saying. I have hope and faith and belief, and I'm going to continue to march forward anyhow, regardless of what may appear before me. Because I know God has a plan and a purpose. When you pray, be faithful. Faithful is being loyal, true, devoted. God, I, I know these circumstances are harsh, but I know you love me anyhow. I don't know why this incident occurred. I don't know why that loved one was taken from me, but I know that you love me. And I know that there is a purpose. I don't know why the job went away or why this financial circumstance is occurring, but I know that you love me. And I'm thankful and I know that I'm experiencing your grace and mercy. And I know that you don't hold anything against me. And I need to not hold things against others. In Romans 12, verse 17 and 18, it, it talks about don't pay back evil with evil. Be careful to do what everyone thinks is right. And that may take some, uh, wait a minute, what do you mean do what everything, everybody thinks is right? Well, let's first talk about not repaying evil for, for, for evil. We never win. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. We never win by returning evil for evil. Love trumps all. Forgiveness is embodied in love, and you, you can win that exchange by ex returning love for evil. There's, that's a whole nother, whole nother message. In terms of being careful and to do what everyone thinks, it's, it's in the Amplified, it says, honest and proper and noble, aiming to be above reproach in the sight of everyone. Reproach is rebuke, accusation, or blame. So in walking with Christ, I'm not saying it's being perfect. None of us can be. That is not possible. But when you're, again, looking at things through the lens of love and, and behaving and acting through the, the lens of love, and you're trying to walk with Christ, and you're being sincere and devoted and committed the, 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 your, your actions and your behavior will more than likely be above reproach. You won't need to be rebuked for loving your neighbor as you love yourself, or for having, uh, for having brotherly love. You, you, you're not going to be accused of hating people if you love people. You're not to blame if your gifts and talents and your abilities that are given to you to help others have come from God. You see how that works? And, that, and that's really what that's saying. Let your actions be consistent with your beliefs. 
In verse 18, it says, if possible, live in peace with everyone. Do that as much as you can. If possible means that it may not always be possible. Wherever possible, try. That's your charge. That's your responsibility. You are not responsible for other people's choices. And we all get to live with the consequences of our own decisions. So we can decide to be devoted to love, to seek peace and harmony, to turn from evil, to have a belief and, and faith and live in joy and purposed in the use of our gifts. We can make that choice. We can make that determination. What I know is God's love for us is unfailing. He created us to be able to do what he asked. He provided all that we need and provides all that we need to live a godly life. He gives us strength when we are weak. He gives us courage when we are fearful. He gives us joy when we are sad. He loves us while the world hates us. He gives us peace when enduring turmoil or unrest. He shields and protects us from enemy attacks. There is no need, no need that he isn't able to meet. We can trust him with our lives that he gave to us. He exchanged his son for our sins. He did that so that we may have eternal life. Why would we not? Why would we not live the life he intended for us, knowing that? Father God, we, we thank you. We thank you for this time that we have spent together. We thank you for the breath that we breathe that we are not worthy of, but yet you chose to allow it. We thank you for the many gifts that you have given us, the gift of life, the gift of love, the gift of peace, harmony, provision, comfort, your mercy and grace. All we need to do is ask. God, we thank you for sustaining us. We thank you for hope. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your divine way. As you have created in your master plan a clear path for us to walk, to live more than just exist, to have joy in this life and the next. And after going through this experience here and on earth, the opportunity to live throughout eternity with you, never suffering, never crying, never feeling pain again because of the sacrifice that you made so that we may have eternal life with you. God, we thank you for that. We cannot thank you enough. And God, we just, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to worship and show you thanks with our lives in the way in which we walked and conduct ourselves. No, we're not perfect, and you know that, and you have forgiven us for our sins past, present, and future. And God, for those 
who don't know you, who wish to form a bond and a relationship with you, who wish to be one of those who, who has eternal life with you. I ask that they at this time pray this prayer with me. It's called the sinner's prayer, and it's a way to be welcomed into the kingdom of God. And it goes like this, God, I know that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that your son, Jesus, gave up his life for me by dying on the cross in my place and rose again so that I may be saved. I ask that you come into my heart and I accept your precious gift of salvation, victory over sin, and eternal life with you. This we ask and pray in your son, Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, today is a new beginning. You have accepted Christ into your life. You have begun to form that relationship that is above all relationships, that is more fulfilling and satisfying and rewarding and beneficial and will produce fruit. Fruits be, that beyond description. I encourage you to read and study and immerse yourself in God's word so that you will be well equipped to manage the challenges that you will face while on this earth, while also learning how best to conduct your walk with Christ. Please share this message with others so that they will too will be encouraged in their daily walk. I also ask that you consider supporting this ministry with a financial gift, gift as God has led you to, not because I asked, but because he has placed it upon your heart to do so. Give knowing that it will re be returned to you multiple times. And I'm not just speaking about here on earth, I'm talking about eternally. Your gifts help accomplish God's works. Thank you for joining. We appreciate your support, and I hope you can join us again next Sunday. Until then, go and live your blessed life on purpose. Thank you for joining and worshiping with us today. I hope your soul was fed and thoughts stirred in the sharing of God's word, and that today's message will inspire you to live a godly life. Whether viewing on our website or one of the social media platforms, we ask that you consider supporting our ministry with a donation of any size. To do so, please visit our website at www.gwtcm.org. That's www.gwtcm.org. We appreciate you and your support. We look forward to sharing God's message with you again. Until then, be well, blessed, and live a life on purpose.